Hi, I'm Adrian, a passionate entrepreneur, podcast consultant, and the host of She's So Cool, a female empowerment podcast designed to help you uplevel your mindset and your business by providing you with stories about and interviews with strong and influential women who are pursuing their passions in life. This show discusses the psychosocial phenomena that impact women and how to overcome them so you can experience more happiness and success in your life and business. You'll also learn about how to use your unique strengths to be an activist that fights for justice while serving your community. Welcome to She's So Cool, where each episode will inspire you to embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. She's So Cool is hosted by Adrian White and produced by Fempower Media. For more information or to get in touch, visit fempowermedia.com. So in the last Mindset episode, we learned about what people-pleasing is, why it exists, and the signs and symptoms of people-pleasing behavior. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, feel free to pause this and come back after you've listened to the intro to people-pleasing episode. I've received so many messages from you all about how helpful that episode was. I know this is a highly anticipated episode, so let's dive in. So to start off this episode, I wanted to share a quote by Elizabeth Grace Saunders, who wrote an article titled Stop Being a People Pleaser in 2012 for the Harvard Business Review. In this article, she said, If you've always felt a compulsion to meet everyone else's needs before your own, it's hard to imagine being different. People pleasing is not what you do, but a strong part of who you believe you are. So with that in mind, let's dive into the tips to overcoming people pleasing behavior. As we learned in the intro to people-pleasing episode, oftentimes people who are exhibiting people-pleasing behavior are constantly seeking validation, saying yes to everything and everyone. So in order to overcome that, we really need to find our voices, set some boundaries, and really just stop being a people-pleaser in order to take control of our lives. I'm excited to share 11 expert tips to stop being a people pleaser and start doing you by Vanessa Van Edwards, based off of an article of the same name written for Science of People. So the first tip is to make a rule for yourself that if someone asks you for something, your default answer is always, let me get back to you, rather than yes. You can say that you have to check your schedule or check your to-do list or check with your spouse. She says, do whatever you need to buy yourself some time. This will give you the space to think about it. And then it also gives you the ability to respond to someone potentially virtually rather than in person. Oftentimes we feel more pressured to say yes when someone asks us for something when we're right in front of them. So if you say, let me get back to you, you have the opportunity to really reflect on it, craft your response, and then send it to them either via text or email if possible. If you remember the guest clip from last week's episode, Bex Ellison said, you know, she would always say yes to group projects at work. She would always say yes, even if she was going to be compromising her own personal needs and desires outside of work. So it's really critical for people pleasers to not give an answer immediately. So let's make sure that we're using that new role of saying, let me get back to you. The next tip goes hand in hand with this. This is all about delaying your response. 
because it can be such an automatic reaction for people pleasers to just say yes to any and all requests asked of them. If you have trouble setting these boundaries, the next tip is going to be a good one for you. She recommends that you start with some small no's. And it's important to say that you don't have to give just a no. There's the opportunity for you to offer up alternatives. So instead of just saying no, you can try to propose some sort of compromise. And she says that we need to stop saying I can't. Because one of the biggest mistakes a people pleaser can make is when they do say no, they say I can't. And when you say, I can't, it invites someone to say, why not? And really push your boundaries. So a 2012 study published in the Journal of Consumer Research found that saying, I don't, instead of I can't, allows people to gracefully exit unwanted commitments. The article states that I don't is a much more powerful statement as it shuts down toxic people faster. I don't establishes a very clear boundary, making you sound much more confident and clear in your intentions. The next tip is all about rewriting your story. When you learn to take control of your own story rather than the opinions and thoughts of others, you'll actually feel much better about pleasing yourself rather than pleasing others. And this next tip is really important. I had never thought about it in the context of people-pleasing, but I can see how it would be really powerful. So this tip is to know your goals. It's much easier to say no to other people's requests when you know what you want to be and need to be saying yes to in your life. So saying no is easier when you have a lot of great things to say yes to. So the author recommends that you ask a few questions of yourself. Where do I want to be in five years? What am I doing right now to get myself there? What do I want to make space for? And what do I want to say yes to? When people ask you to do something you don't want to do, consider these things. If someone's asking you to do something that really doesn't serve you, then that gives you the opportunity to say no so that you can say yes to things that do get you where you want to go in the future. This next tip has been a huge one for me in my life, and that is to get rid of toxic people. So, you know, sometimes there are people out there who are constantly asking you for things or manipulating your emotions or just making you feel bad about yourself. And that's normal. We all kind of experience that at some point or another. But that doesn't mean just because it's normal to experience that that we need to tolerate it. So it's imperative that we identify those people and then cut them off so that we can preserve our energy and our resources for those more joyful things that will get us to where we want to go in life. This next one is also huge. If you listen to Bex's clip in the intro to People Pleasing episode, you will totally understand we need to stop apologizing. And when you're saying no to someone doesn't necessarily mean that that warrants an apology either. You shouldn't feel bad for having something to take care of or standing up for yourself. And she says, if you don't stand up for you, no one else will. So keep that in mind as well. She also mentioned this really cool Google Chrome extension, which I had never heard of before. It's called Just Not Sorry. Every time you write emails using phrases like I'm just, I think, or I'm no expert, you'll get a warning to change your language. And she says that it's really good for people who tend to over-apologize when writing emails. If you check it out, I would love to hear your experience with it. And this next tip really goes into the previous one by optimizing your apology. 
this means that there's a good way to apologize and there's actually a bad way to apologize. So once you've worked on saying no unapologetically, you can start working on saying sorry the right way. If your apology is too dramatic or inappropriate for a small situation, then it's probably not worth apologizing over. And I think for me, I oftentimes will fret over things and worry and worry and worry. And then I craft this apology and I get, you know, very worked up about the apology. Once I actually do present the apology to the person, they're like, oh, I didn't even notice that or that didn't bother me. And then I feel like, oh, my gosh, I just put myself through so much emotional turmoil and the other person didn't even have a negative impact by it. So I think it's really good for us to kind of take a step back and recognize, like, is this a big deal? Did that other person actually get hurt? Did it seem like they got hurt? And then kind of assess whether or not your apology is needed and then go from there. And I love this last tip offered by Vanessa because it's very closely related to things that we've talked to in previous mindset episodes, especially the perfectionism episode with Sam Laura Brown. She recommends that we unleash our internal validation. Most people pleasers are desperate for validation and appreciation, and they rely on validation from others in order to fuel their confidence. And that's based completely on external forces. So she challenges all of us to rely on internal validation rather than external validation. And she puts it this way. The best way to fight people-pleasing is to build up what makes you feel good. If you feel good, you don't need others to make you feel good. So before we move on to the next set of tips, I do want to share another guest clip from Bex Ellison, who's a blogger living in Belfast, Ireland, where she talks about her tactics to overcoming her own people-pleasing behavior. They're all fairly new because, like I said, I've only really recently <laughs> come to terms with this behavior that I have been exhibiting. Um, I suppose the first few steps that I took was by choosing things for my wedding that actually pleased me. <laughs> and uh, and thanks to my sister, you know, she has a really fantastic way of just telling you how it is. And she did. She just said to me, look, stop it. It's your wedding, for goodness sake. And I'm grateful for that because she made me realize, you know, that's this behavior stops now. So first few steps. Yeah, I, I chose things that I liked and that was enough of trying to worry about everybody else. But on a more general basis, I suppose I really do practice just saying no. Um, it's something I really struggled with in work, especially because I think the people pleasing, I don't know enough about it from like a psychiatrist perspective where I think it stems from a desire to to make people happy. And in work, I really want to be recognized as someone who's really helpful and makes other people's lives easier. And whilst that's a lovely thing to be and a lovely thing to do, it results in your life being a lot harder. So when huge projects come in or if we're getting a new client that's going to be really interesting you know I'm the first one to put my hand in the air and when someone says this too much I say oh no it's great it's 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 fab just keep it coming um so recently I have only just started saying no to certain things um now the support has been fantastic because 
managers, you know, you think the worst of them. You think they're going to, you know, throw you to the bottom of the heap, but they don't. They understand. They themselves are are struggling too. So a couple of times I've said, look, my, my workload is pretty heavy. Um, I'll say no to upcoming work, but I also, I really truly believe in the power of delegation. And I'll say, look, is there someone else who can take on just a couple of these things so that it frees up my time and I can maybe get to the end of my to-do list, you know, by Friday. And um, that's been met with such support, which is fantastic. Um, And I truly believe that if anybody is struggling under the pressure of a heavy workload, or maybe that translates into their personal life as a big, heavy schedule, just start shedding it and start getting rid of it because you cannot thrive under that weight and it is important to say no and to perhaps ask for help as well with some of the other things so definitely that is something I've started doing recently and I've also tried to start expressing my opinion a little bit more so and everybody will be like oh no here she goes again (laughs) But it's true, I've just started, you know, I'll I'll say, what do you think about this? And then in order to try and build my confidence and to, you know, get more used to hearing my opinion, I'll say, uh, well, this is is what I think. And no one will have asked for it, but I just go ahead anyway, (laughs) because it helps. It really does help, you know, putting your opinion out there and letting people hear what you have to say it's it's going to assist with your with your people pleasing behaviors um so i do that quite a lot and i have also started setting time limits as well so if i have a couple of weekends that don't have any plans for the next couple of say i say the next three saturdays are free i will and if someone wants to do something i'll say look i'm only free between one to three in the afternoon and if that doesn't sit then I'm sorry I just I need the morning and I need the evening to myself so I'm very strict on time limits and things like that um and if I have to block out the whole day I will and if I become a hermit well that's just a risk I'm gonna have to take So if you listen to the intro to People Pleasing episode, you will have heard a lot of really great insights from E.B. Johnson, who wrote the article, People Pleasing Doesn't Work and This Is Why, in 2019 for Medium. And in that article, he said, Many of us have grown up under the deluded belief that what others think is the most important thing in life. The problem with this thinking, however, is that it's toxic, self-defeating, and destructive to who we are at our core. The opinions and thoughts of others don't matter. They never have. What does matter is what you think about yourself, as well as how you free yourself from the burden of other people's approval. So he recommends a few tips as well. The first tip is to wake up. In order to break free of the shackles of public approval, he says, we have to start by shaking ourselves awake. He says that we need to take a look at ourselves and dig deep. Rather than belittling ourselves and our needs, he says we need to open up our hearts and our minds and drop the constant judgments and self-denials. We are all people who are deserving of respect and love, but we need to give that love and respect to ourselves first. He says that we need to get a better handle on our impulses to please by getting comfortable with the thoughts and emotions that we so often shy away from. This is part of that digging deep process. 
The second tip that he provides is realizing that there's such a thing as too much. So he says that when it comes to making the lives of others better or more comfortable, people pleasers don't believe in the concept of too much. They give their love and emotion to anyone and everyone that they deem worthy. But the problem is, is that the people pleasers never leave enough for themselves. When you give more to others, you're actually compromising your relationships because you're not a happy and whole person if you're giving up to others what you need to keep for yourself. He says that if you're not a happy and whole person, then you can't create happy and whole relationships. He says that while you think you're giving your all, you're not because you don't have your all to give in the first place. Even if your intentions are good, stop giving away too much before you've even given something to yourself. So I challenge you to make sure that you're prioritizing yourself and your needs each and every day. This next one is such a good one. It closely relates to one of the tips I provided in my Instagram post. If you don't follow me, I would love for you to hop over there and join the community. But it's really all about practicing radical self-acceptance. And that's really foundational in the mission and vision of this podcast. My tagline is embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. So that is essentially the same thing as practicing radical self-acceptance. And it's one of the best skills you can ever learn in life. E.B. says that when we learn how to accept ourselves in our entirety, we learn how to embrace opportunity and change in a way that frees us from our need to serve and please others. He says that accepting yourself means you don't need anyone else to accept you. And in that lies true and undeniable power. This next tip is a really good one. So realize that authenticity is the only currency. Essentially, authenticity is key. We're all unique individuals with our own perspectives and outlooks on life. E.B. says that our authenticity is the superpower by which we tackle the greatest obstacles in our lives. But this superpower of authenticity can get snuffed out by the constant criticism of others. The next tip is to practice letting go. So E.B. says... We all get stuck in the past from time to time, but dwelling there can make you fearful. And that is what drives you right into the arms of people-pleasing behavior. So we need to let go of our limiting beliefs and these false truths that are no longer serving us. E.B. also encourages us to recognize that avoidance is not growth. He says, for some reason, we believe that if we just avoid a problem— we can outgrow it. But unfortunately, that's just not how growth works. If you're looking for true growth, he says, you have to face the conflict and anxiety that's plaguing your life. So you can make things easier for yourself by letting go of your need to avoid. Start confronting your issues as soon as they present themselves, instead of waiting for them to fester into something much more toxic. He says that navigating the waters of life by avoiding the rough spots will only leave you lost and desperate to find people who can save you. But really, we need to start saving ourselves by dealing with our own problems. 
I thought this next tip was pretty interesting. He says that we need to learn how to live with anxiety. So according to EB, anxiety-based decision-making is the bread and butter of the people-pleaser. When we have a compulsive need to be liked, it leaves us feeling a lot of anxiety, making everything and anything into a stressful event that seems more like a life-or-death catastrophe than anything else. So if you're someone who really needs to be liked, you have to learn how to live with the anxiety that need induces, and then develop healthy coping mechanisms to keep your nerves in check and your self-esteem focused. So the next tip is to learn how to tell the difference between real care and manipulation. So one of the biggest traps that people pleasers can fall into is not being able to distinguish between people actually caring about them versus just manipulating them. So try to really look for that real meaning beneath the words of the people that you share life with and look for signs to see if they're taking more than they're giving. Evie says that we just need to drop the excuses. People-pleasers love excuses. And the people who benefit from their insecurities love excuses, too. Excuses are one of the biggest ways we keep ourselves stuck, sad, and defeated before we even get a shot at victory. We really need to stand up for the choices that we make in our lives and stop worrying about the approval of others. And I love what Evie says here. Chances are, these people aren't paying your bills, so you need to stop paying those people any mind. And the last tip that EB provides is that we need to master the art of emphatic assertion. People-pleasers tend to shy away from the concept of being assertive because they associate it with being a source of conflict. But being assertive doesn't mean you have to be confrontational. It really means that you're standing up for what you need and doing it in a way that clearly defines your boundaries. And now we're going to hear from Jasmine Tang, who's a student and mental health advocate living in Germany. She's going to share her tips and tricks to overcoming her own people-pleasing behavior. So there are a few steps that I go through when I realize that I'm trying to please others more than it might make me feel good. And the first thing that I do is to remind myself or regain some self-awareness. And what helps me with that is to ask myself some questions like, what are your core values? What are your needs? And what are your boundaries? And after that, after you're able to answer those questions, it is your job to express those thoughts, those boundaries and your feelings. Because most of the time, the people around you do express their opinion, do not have a bad intentions of like hurting you or trying to get you out of your path. But maybe they just do not know your boundaries or what you really care about in life the most. So it's your job to really communicate those things. Then the next step is to regain your self-trust. It's really important to get that back. At the end of the day, only you know what you really need and what is best for you. So trust your decision and that you know yourself and that everything will go well. Something else that really helps me or helped me a lot is um, this one YouTuber who was talking about an equation. She was saying that other people's values and experiences plus their fears and in insecurities equals their opinion 
where are you in this equation? When she said that, it really blew my mind because it makes it, it makes so much sense. It's your job to kind of filter out what is important or what you can adapt into your life. But you should also know that it has nothing to do with you. Their opinion has nothing to do with you. And the last thing that really helps me a lot is to have some reminders. Reminders like that it is inevitable to be judged. So you might as well just do something you love while being judged. And something else that really helps me is to also remind yourself that their reaction is not or how they react is not your responsibility. And lastly, something that pushes me a little bit more to just follow my own dream and my own happiness is to remind myself that it's no one's fault but your own. If you're not living a life you aren't content and proud of. And we're going to finish up with one more article. It's titled, Are You a People Pleaser? Here's What You Need to Know by Dr. Patricia Thompson, written in 2017 for Thrive Global. Patricia says that we need to be more compassionate to ourselves. This is very much in alignment with radical self-acceptance. So we need to recognize that we're just as valuable as the people around us. But for most people pleasers, their compassion is usually only directed towards others. So we really need to flip that script and start being more compassionate towards ourselves. And this next tip is such a good one. It's recognizing other people's resilience. So when we bend over backwards to help others, it could be coming from a belief that that other person can't figure it out for themselves. So we really just need to let other people figure things out on their own unless they explicitly ask us for help. The next tip is that we really need to set boundaries. This is not the first time we've heard this, but to really stop being a people pleaser, we're going to have to set some boundaries with people. You know, we're not going to just start saying no to every single person and every single request, but we can really assess our priorities reflect on whether or not something is actually something we want to do, and then act accordingly. Another great tip in this article is that we need to deal with conflict. Sometimes when we start setting boundaries, when we've lived a long life of people-pleasing behaviors, people might not like it, especially people that are used to you bending over backwards for them. And they might not really know how to respond to this new behavior that they're seeing in you. So when you're setting boundaries, make sure that you're being empathetic and kind, but that you're holding your ground when you're establishing those boundaries. And I think this is such a good tip to end this episode on is to practice receiving. So Patricia says, practice getting good at receiving from others. If you're tired of having one-sided relationships, start asking for stuff. Delegate. Let other people help you even if it's the person walking your groceries out to the car. The more you get comfortable with accepting help from others, the more support you'll get. And the added support will go a long way towards helping you get rid of any feelings of resentment you might have for others. When you get help from others, it'll show that you don't always have to accommodate others to have positive interactions. Relationships that involve mutual give and take are the ones that are the most rewarding. 
I would love for you to let me know which tip was the most useful for you or the most surprising. You can either take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at FemPowerMedia or shoot me a DM, but I really would love to hear from you. I want to extend special thanks to Bex and Jasmine for sharing their experiences with people-pleasing in this episode. Check the show notes for more information about both of these ladies. And I want to thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and tell your friends and family to listen. You can also see the show notes, sign up for email updates, and provide episode suggestions on fempowermedia.com.